This is the weekly Bible lesson prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, United States of America. The lesson selections are from the King James Bible with correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. This lesson is for July 18, 2021. Subject, Life. Golden Text, Romans. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Responsive Reading, Genesis In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. The Bible Second Kings and it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, and said unto him, Knowest thou, that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, 
and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. John Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. When Jesus heard that, he said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, Come and see. Jesus therefore again groaning in himself cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. 
And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Lose him and let him go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Second Corinthians Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Life is eternal. We should find this out and begin the demonstration thereof. Life and goodness are immortal. Let us then shape our views of existence into loveliness, freshness, and continuity rather than into age and blight. Mortal belief, the material sense of life, and immortal truth, the spiritual sense, are the tares and the wheat, which are not united by progress but separated entirely separate from the belief and dream of material living is the life divine, revealing spiritual understanding and the consciousness of man's dominion over the whole earth. This understanding casts out error and heals the sick, and with it you can speak as one having authority. Mortals have a very imperfect sense of the spiritual man and of the infinite range of his thought. To him belongs eternal life. Never born and never dying, it were impossible for man, under the government of God in eternal science, to fall from his high estate. Through spiritual sense you can discern the heart of divinity, and thus begin to comprehend in science the generic term man. Man is not absorbed in deity, 
and man cannot lose his individuality for he reflects eternal life. Nor is he an isolated, solitary idea, for he represents infinite mind, the sum of all substance. The infinite never began, nor will it ever end. Mind and its formations can never be annihilated. Man is not a pendulum, swinging between evil and good, joy and sorrow, sickness and health, life and death. Life and its faculties are not measured by calendars. The perfect and immortal are the eternal likeness of their maker. Man is by no means a material gem rising from the imperfect and endeavoring to reach spirit above his origin. The stream rises no higher than its source. The measurement of life by solar years robs youth and gives ugliness to age. The radiant sun of virtue and truth coexists with being. Manhood is its eternal noon, undimmed by a declining sun. As the physical and material, the transient sense of beauty fades, the radiance of spirit should dawn upon the enraptured sense with bright and imperishable glories. Never record ages. Chronological data are no part of the vast forever. Timetables of birth and death are so many conspiracies against manhood and womanhood. Except for the error of measuring and limiting all that is good and beautiful, man would enjoy more than threescore years and ten and still maintain his vigor, freshness, and promise. Man governed by immortal mind is always beautiful and grand. Each succeeding year unfolds wisdom, beauty, and holiness. Fear never stopped being and its action. The blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. have nothing to do with life, God. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self-completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. Jesus said of Lazarus, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Jesus restored Lazarus by the understanding that Lazarus had never died, not by an admission that his body had died and then lived again. Jesus said, John 8.51 If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. 
That statement is not confined to spiritual life, but includes all the phenomena of existence. Jesus demonstrated this, healing the dying and raising the dead. Mortal mind must part with error, must put off itself with its deeds. An immortal manhood, the Christ ideal, will appear. Faith should enlarge its borders and strengthen its base by resting upon spirit instead of matter. When man gives up his belief in death, he will advance more rapidly towards God, life, and love. Belief in sickness and death, as certainly as belief in sin, tends to shut out the true sense of life and health. When will mankind wake to this great fact in science? Harmonious and immortal man has existed forever and is always beyond and above the mortal illusion of any life, substance and intelligence as existent in matter. If the belief in death were obliterated, and the understanding obtained that there is no death. This would be a tree of life, known by its fruits. Man should renew his energies and endeavors, and see the folly of hypocrisy, while also learning the necessity of working out his own salvation. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life, and that mortals are not saved from sin or sickness by death. This understanding will quicken into newness of life. It will master either a desire to die or a dread of the grave, and thus destroy the great fear that besets mortal existence. The relinquishment of all faith in death and also of the fear of its thing, would raise the standard of health and morals far beyond its present elevation and would enable us to hold the banner of Christianity aloft with unflinching faith in God, in life eternal. Sin brought death and death will disappear with the disappearance of sin. Man is immortal, and the body cannot die, because matter has no life to surrender. The human concepts named matter, death, disease, sickness, and sin are all that can be destroyed. The author has healed hopeless organic disease and raise the dying to life and health through the understanding of God as the only life. It is a sin to believe that art can overpower omnipotent and eternal life, and this life must be brought to light by the understanding that there is no death, as well as by other graces of spirit. Let us feel the divine energy of spirit, bringing us into newness of life, 
and recognizing no mortal nor material power as able to destroy. Let us rejoice that we are subject to the divine powers that be. Such is the true science of being. Here now are our three daily duties by Mary Baker Eddy as given in the church manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works, he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, page 442. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Thank you for listening and let some truth from the lesson help you make it a great day. You may visit our website plainfieldcs.com for more information.